Good morning and welcome to our Sycamore Township Workshop Meeting for Tuesday, September the 29th, 2020. The time is 9.02. This morning, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, we are following House Bill 197 that allows local government the opportunity to conduct meetings remotely, and we are following our governor's guidelines. Let the record show that all three trustees are here, Mr. Weedman. Vice Chairman Tom James and me, Jim Labart, Brother Chairman. I'm making a motion to approve the September 15, 2020 Trustee Workshop Minutes. Do we have second. a second? Discussion? Vote? Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. First up was the uh, Sheriff Patrol items. Uh, Lieutenant Tarr is not here today. Uh, we'll go to the EMS and fire items and uh, with that report, Chief Penny, you're up. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, a couple things that go over. I wanted to give you an uh, update on some COVID things that was kind of interesting and also uh, discuss spending some uh, of our CARES Act funds for the upgrade the township and the employees here to better, uh, better serve for getting ready to prepare for the winter time. <clears throat> so the COVID is still out there. It hasn't been talked about as much, even though it, it doesn't sound like it's as much of a crisis, but I'm here to tell you it's still here. And there's still a lot of concerns from the health officials about um, an outbreak in the winter time. Between that and the mixture of the flu, uh, we could have we could have some problems the um, since our September 3rd meeting we've had 54 people in the township become quarantined to their home for the COVID that's a that's a lot in less than a month they have 54 additional we were we were um, going with uh, anywhere from two to three every couple days now we're in the eight and nines every couple days so there's, there's i know that the news and everything is um putting out there about the low attend a low um attendance in the hospitals yes the hospitals aren't seeing as many but the testing is coming out positive and the, the doctors are seeing it and they they are exposed to it and happen to be quarantined at the home rather they went to the hospital or didn't go to the hospital or have to be treated in a hospital. So saying that, it would be very wise for us to prepare ourselves for the fall and the winter. Um, saying that, <clears throat> working from home computers, the uh, phone system, video conference equipment, we have an opportunity here with the CARES Act funds to get the township, all the buildings, the parks and the employees set up for the compute for working at home computers and going back to uh, zoom meetings if we have to um, any type of meeting I know I know Tracy Schuyler myself Jerry we all have to go through um, web hosting of different meetings none, none of our fire chiefs meetings none, nothing like that is is in person uh, like here, everything is, is all Zoom and video conferencing, that sort of thing. All the classes that the firemen are taking are all video conferencing. So we're, we're exposed to a lot of that. And I think we're gonna be exposed to that for a long time to go. So Skylar and I got together and Skylar put together a, a list of things that we can do to better the township to purchasing uh, state workstation computers that the employees can use here and they can take them home and it's basically like taking your computer from your office and putting it at your house it'd be it'd be flawless it's it, it's uh, totally transitional to have whatever you're working on at your office be at your house and the computers are good enough that when we do teleconferencing and zoom and things like that uh, we can we can minimize the buffering and, and you get a better quality of, of, a, of a conference, a video conference. We have the, 
we have the opportunity to with the COVID money to install Wi-Fi in the parks that we can offer to the public that the public can use that area to to do work rather than going to an office uh, it, I know uh, a lot of a lot of uh, municipalities and townships are using COVID money to create hot spots within their township that people can collect to that, that, that they can work in an open area and work in an, an area of, of social distancing that um, where they feel safe to do work that, for people that don't have Wi-Fi at home and things like that. So that's totally acceptable under the CARES Act funds to be able to buy things like that and, and offer that to the public. So we want to look at that. We want to we upgrade our phone system. Uh, the phone system here <coughs> has some issues with uh, hardware. It's going to be an investment for us if we want to do this, but if, if, if we go with a type of phone system that, that Skyler's looked into, it, it's the type that every bit of your office phone transactions can be forwarded and trans transitioned to your home or to your, your smartphone or to your home phone. So uh, this way, we would be set up to where everything we do in our office could be at our, at our house basically with no flaw, no problems and and I think it I think we should take the opportunity to uh, use this money to put our township up to top-notch this equipment that we're looking at is not cheap equipment but we don't want cheap equipment because we want it to last it's it, it's money we can use that's that we did not budget for that we did not account on doing something like this so uh, we want to buy equipment that's going to that's going to last for a while, and that's that's what we're looking at. If you buy good stuff, you get good quality out of it, you get good workmanship out of it, and it'll, and it'll hold up for us rather than buying the, the bottom line stuff. Chief, yeah. What, what's the deadline on when we can spend that money? When do we do we have to have it appropriated, or we have to have we have it to have it appropriated spent? by by the fifteenth of October. Okay. Um, we don't have to spend it till the, the December thirtieth. December thirtieth. Yeah. Now. The, we've gotten two rounds of the CARES Act funds, totaling right now of about 400,000, is 399, some change, so it's about 400,000. We haven't used a whole lot out of it. Um, the the uh, House bill went through, the state's gonna receive the funds here very soon, it's gonna get transmitted to us for an additional 733,000 that we're gonna have. So we got plenty of CARES Act money to work with, we can if we if we spend 196 about 197 thousand dollars out of that money right now to update our phone system, put our Wi-Fi in our parks for our residents, and do the um, get our employees set up for working from home. We can do all that with no with basically no cost to the township. How much money did you say, Chief? About 197 thousand, and that's combining uh, computers, video equipment. The um, software for that we use every day, like Adobe and things like that, and uh, the phone system. And the phone system is a necessity in order to uh, for people to be able to, if they leave here, they can hit a button on the phone and it'll transfer everything to their to their home office or their home phone, so or their smartphone or whatever. Um, so we all know we've had it with Tracy's crew, our guys. Somebody walks in and says, I've been exposed, boom, they're out of here. Now, if that happens to one of our essential people, there's no reason when they go home, they can't, they can't take a couple days to recover and then get back on the computer at home at their, at their you know, how they feel and their leisure and start, start doing things. So we want to set that up so they're, they're capable of doing that. Now, Chief, even uh, a lot of times, if you test positive for COVID, you have no symptoms. Right. So you're just stuck at home, but you're, you're sitting at home in quarantine. You could be, you could be staying up on your work. Yeah, Scholar went through that. You went, you went through a half a month of sitting at home. It was not COVID. <laughs> <laughs> then you owe us time back. Yeah. <laughs> Chief, I trust you're also uh, you're looking at what we might be able to use those cares. Act fund for uh, in the department itself. Oh yeah. Besides. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we've got we've got a couple other things that we're uh, looking into, and as soon as I get the pricing on it and everything, I'll be bringing it to you. Um, so we really have until the next next workshop, really, 
because October 15th, you're saying October 15th, we have to appropriate to mm -hmm. buy? Okay. So, and, and with the CARES Act laws, the trustees have to deem the expense something that would benefit the township and be a necessity uh, under the COVID thing to, in order to, uh, so I can put it in for the auditor. Gotcha. So that so needs to be a specific decision by the trustees, not a blanket PO, in other words? Well, the PO's there. That's not the problem. It's just that, that you guys uh, need to basically say that, that we feel that this is a, a good an expense that will help us with the COVID and, and benefit the township and the residents, uh, which it does. I, I, yeah, I think what we're looking for today is more policy approval to spend these funds instead of instead of line item, line yeah, item authorization. Sure. Yeah. That you already approved the PO, so you don't have to approve the PO. You just have to say that that we think that this is a good expense expense that it's something necessary. I think it's I think it's great a great expense. I think and I think uh, I thank both of you guys, Skyler and Chief, to for uh, and, and Coop. You probably were involved in that as well. So thank you. Uh, for for uh, your leadership on this, I think it's a great idea, uh, and um, I think I think we should move forward on. Question also, and Ray and I were talking about some other things that we're looking to use CARES Act money for. Digitizing our records is mm -hmm. something too. Is that included in the computer expense you just gave, or is that a separate it, item? I don't know. It's not in there because we don't have, but it, it can be. Okay, we, but it would we be an addition. We can, we can right. do that. Um, yeah. We, we, Okay, we can do that. Uh, let, let me let me work on that. But I talked to Ray yesterday about it, and we we really didn't have a cost factor to it right. or a direction. We just okay. know that we have to do it. Right. I, I just wondered if that's that, one of our yeah, that's, numbers. Yeah, we we've, we've been talking, and uh, if there's a way that I can relate it to or connect it to the CARES Act funds, I will. Another question too. Does it? weird question to ask but we're all feeding from the federal trough here I guess essentially because the feds are pushing this money out saying use it or lose it right so of course we have an incentive to use it are we going to use all of it because if we're not I understand we have the opportunity have to, to subgrant it. it we have to send it back we or can't subgrant it yes we could send it to Deer Park schools for example if yes, we needed it or some other and, that, and that's something that we'll look at when we get closer to December <laughs> Well, um, would we have to make that appropriation in advance of then, so they could though. Yes. So we'd really yes. have to act by October fifteenth, wouldn't we? No, not with oh. the, not with this next round that's coming in. Uh, okay. okay. The, right, right now what we're working off of, you guys already have uh, the trustees have already approved the PO for the two, the the first uh, relief fund and the second one, and the third one that's coming in any time, which is the bigger one, will have to go through the same process. Okay. But we're working now, right now, what we're spending right now is based off of the, the first two um, appropriations and that you've already done the blanket PO on that. Okay. Chief, what about, what about the um, quality of the, uh, the buildings that uh, do you have, the fire we, houses? I know that the, the air is not the best there, in there. Them. There is, there is going to be some things that we can use CARES Act funds for, but not everything. Not everything. Can you, look, can you check into that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if it's tieable, I'll tie it. <laughs> and I'd really like I've, to see I've watched every. I've been. I've sat through all the video conferencing with the government and the state on it. Uh, I talked to a lot of people, and we uh, we got a pretty good handle on what you can spend it on, what you can't, mm -hmm. how to word it so it does justify it. Mm -hmm. And and I beat Skyler up on his. Before I could, I thought, look, no, this, this, you can't do this, <laughs> you know. So, and, and he's adjusted. So we, we've made it to where everything that that we're that we're proposing here is 100% CARES Act fund because it it benefits an employee working from home or residents that need to work outside their home and and utilize our facilities. Well, I'll mention again just to keep this in the. Uh, in the loop somewhere if possible. I'd like to see us upgrade our bathroom facilities in the parks too to make them more sanitary for this. I think we can use the funding for that. And if we're going to be encouraging people to use Wi-Fi in the parks and come and gather there in that sense, they're going to need those so they're open all the time, not locked away from them. So the, please uh, keep that priority too. The CARES Act funds will provide with uh, touchless th items, touchless door, not, you know, automatic doors, touchless locks, um, Touchless faucets, that, that's his bailiwick because I know he had trouble with those in the past. But if there's a, a better one out there, we'll, you know, we can look at mm -hmm. it. But, but it, it can be covered. 
if if that's something that, that Tracy thinks that you know it would work out for us. Tracy, do we have Wi-Fi in all the parks? Not yet. We're we're going to be working on that. We have so five we or two of them, but we do not have Wi-Fi yet. Okay, so we can use this money for that. Yeah. Yes. yes sir. Great. Great. As far as the locks, we're already working on the locks, so that's something that we probably wouldn't be able to do with this. But as far as the touchless things, we could. You know, touchless dryers, touchless faucets, that sort of thing. The locks are the remote. Yeah. Did you pre already budget for it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so, so anyway, so anyway, the um, uh, the Wi-Fi in the parks, yes, they will definitely cover because we are going to do that to benefit, put it out to the public to benefit them from being able to go. If it's nice out, they can either sit in their car or they can sit at a picnic table, whatever, and and use their their laptop and go to town, and have the Wi-Fi on us. Well, that's another point. Tables. Do we need more tables because of this? If we're encouraging people to do it, we have to consider it's going to be winter soon too, though, so it's going to be cold. Yeah, I guess we keep an eye on it, see how how busy it gets. Yeah. I mean, I, I would think a lot of people, especially going into the winter, would probably be sitting in their car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Doing that, but if, if it gets to that, I guess it's up to him. Table signage also are we is this just going to be open Wi-Fi I mean we're gonna need to put some signs up even then I would think to let people know exactly. so I assume you've got mm -hmm. that yeah we, we yeah. could put something up for yeah. Wi-Fi available mm -hmm. yeah so um, uh, the um, we we're definitely going to upgrade the um, the monitors in the buildings to a better pro better system for video conferencing for if we do have the video conference here that we have something decent to, to use mm -hmm. so that it's it's all the whole package mm -hmm. so that so if you if you uh if the trustees feel that this is something that would be a, a benefit to the township and to the residents then uh just tell me that and we can proceed on with I think like, we the money's already been appropriated it's, it's a great idea it, it, providing it falls within the guidelines of the uh the cures act funds uh, i think we should take advantage of it Absolutely. Is this something we need to actually put to a motion to vote, Mr. Desai? Well, that's sort of what I was debating over here. So um, if I'm understanding, Chief, you were sort of looking for general direction from the trustees today. You're not actually proposing, um, you know, specific, we're going to buy this for X amount. That's what we're going to look at at the uh, next meeting, right? No, the, the, the PO has already been, they already approved the PO, so we can just spend money. But in the CARES Act, world they they say that if that if your trustees deem that to be a necessary or a, a satisfactory expense to benefit the township the employees and the residents of of a covid related thing then they just need to they just need to exercise that so i would just say that i guess we're looking for some some kind of broad and flexible authority on 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 these purchases well you really have it but chief yeah. do you, this we have a secondary uh, po we're going to ask for approval today do you know what's left on the the original one that would be purchase order 8666 uh, do you know what's left I on that one because <coughs> this one only had we're only asking for 133,000 today yeah, it's, it's, like two, it's like 230 that's left on it i think so because i just okay. did it yesterday i'm trying to remember what it was but i think debbie combined it that 866 and 866a so when you do 866 nothing comes up and you a comes okay, up okay well we just have to make sure because we are ask we're going to ask uh for another 133 and i suspect that the the 133 and the balance that's left on the two prior will take care of the one what would you say 196 yeah yeah because we've got we got total about 390 almost 400,000 but for paper keeping um, uh, under this since this is a whole new thing uh, it may be prudent to have a resolution that state has the CARES Act language in it right I, I guess what I'm thinking is that we would have a resolution that would say that um, it have the, the language you were talking about where the trustees deemed that would be in the best interest of the township to make these expenditures for COVID-related purposes. These items have not previously been budgeted. Um, 
but then the piece about appropriating, you know, so you've got, let's call it $400,000 in your, in your fund, your COVID relief fund from the first two uh, distributions. From what I'm hearing, part of that has been, um, you've got POs for it, but we've never actually had legislation saying we're yeah, appropriating we, that. We've appropriated, what's left in the appropriations for these is 247,272. So we would need to address that, I think, in the resolution. Yes. Yeah, we would re reference the appropriation uh, amount and the PO that we're using to execute. Yeah, okay. And some, something of this expense, it's just it's coming from the trustees that's saying that us as a body, them as a body is approving this and rather than me just going out and buying it. Right. Okay, let, let's move this along this way, first of all. I move that we, as the Board of Trustees, voice our approval of the general concept plan that Chief Penny has presented and direct him to fill in the details and have a resolution prepared for our consideration in our next meeting. Second. Vote. Um, Mr. Aye. James? Aye. Discussion? No? Okay, Mr. Wheaton? Aye. And Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. So the ayes have it. Good, thank you. That's all I have. Chief, I'll get with you uh, maybe towards the end of the week and like to maybe put a draft together so we can circulate. Can we have it for meeting. Thursday? I'm sorry? Can we have it for Thursday? No. No. All right. <laughs> 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 uh, we'll beat the October 15th deadline. That leaves no margin for error, though. Yeah. Right. Don't anybody get sick. Is there is there some way we can get advanced authorization for the phone system piece to to move to move forward with that piece of it? Yeah, because these phones could go out. I just as an example um, or a couple of examples, uh, our our voicemail system went down. That that piece of it went down um, for the a good portion of of, of uh, October. Or excuse me, August and September. Uh, that's just now back up and running in the last couple of weeks, um, you know. But it's it it really is a ticking time bomb in the sense that it could just go out again. Um, we had a, a situation yesterday where some of the phones stopped working and we're getting busy signals. It it, it comes down to um, uh, older components downstairs, you know, on 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 the network uh, that are, you know it's the phone server. Uh, it's 10 to 15 years old. Uh, we had uh, a technician here yesterday uh, that, that basically told me, well, if it goes down, here, here's what you can try to reset it. And I'd have to unplug in a certain order and plug it back in. He says, my only fear is, is that this piece might not come back up. Uh, so if I have to try this reset because some of the phones aren't working and, and I try this reset, we may just lose everything. Um, the, the system is, is literally hanging on by, by a thread right now. So you're, you're, you're asking for something to move forward immediately on the phone uh, system? At least for the phone piece, um, I, I'd, like to call, I'd like to call the company today and say, let's, let's get a move on this. Um, and the phone piece is what, 73? Uh, roughly 73,000. That, that does include uh, a five-year maintenance package. So there's, there's certain things that... Uh, um, you know, we won't have to pay for five years uh, because it'll be under warranty. Uh, and this new phone system actually reduces our monthly fees um, by several hundred dollars. Let's walk through this real quick. And, and Rob, help us out here a little mm -hmm. bit, okay? We, we recently established the Coronavirus Relief Fund, right? We established that special revenue fund. We did, yes. And we took the monies that we've received through the first two distributions, which is approximately $400,000. Yeah, I just got an update from Debbie. We got 242182 from the first, and then I think, Ray, you have the second one, 133. All right. Let's call it 375. So, so we took the 375 and we put that money into that fund, so to speak. Have we ever done a resolution to say from that fund we are appropriating this amount of money for expenditures? I think we did. Yes, but we haven't done enough. 
Okay, so what, what, how much did we appropriate? We got right, right now our appropriation balance is 247,272. Okay. So um, we needed to appropriate up to that, that 400,000. Okay. Um, so what, what happened here was we appropriated the first set that came in. And of course we've spent some against it. Well, do we have in that first appropriation enough money to cover the phone piece? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we don't need to worry about the appropriation at that point. All we we're talking about now then is a, a motion. Do you have a PO on the phone here today? Uh, I do have a quote I can pull. Eight six six A. Okay. That's an existing PO. That's existing. Yeah, that's already been passed. Okay. Let me throw out a question in the middle of this, though, uh, not to jeopardize this, I hope. But my understanding is the. Uh, CARES money can be spent on things related to combating coronavirus, mm -hmm. providing benefits, and so forth. If our phone system is already dying, is that a legitimate CARES the, Act expense? The, 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 where the CARES Act is be, could be utilized is because we're, we're, we're updating the phone system to be able to work remotely from home. Yeah. Okay. The, because the, because so it's an upgrade, not we're, we're, yeah. we're being capable of transferring our office phone to the house. Okay, we just want to be careful in how we state right. this in any exactly. resolution or anything we pass. <clears throat> we make that clear then because these things are subject to audit later and we want to do it right. Right. So we don't have to pay it back. So we have enough money to cover the, from, from the previous appropriation, we have enough money to cover the quote for the, for the phone system. Mm -hmm. But we don't have a PO yet for the trustees to approve. No, no, we have a PO also. Yeah. There's actually two POs uh, that exist, and I'm going to ask for a third. Okay. So we, we have everything. We have the money appropriated. We have the trustees already approved the expenditure of that two hundred and forty-two thousand. Yeah. I just have to bring it to the trustees for them to say yes, this is a justifiable expense because the government says that the trustees, as a body, are responsible to approve that they they agree with that expense that it that it's something that could be used to, for COVID. Okay. So it, it's it's not tying it into the legality of a, a resolution or appropriation of it. That's all been done. This is just so we can go into the audit. Okay. So we could do a motion today given that we've got the money appropriated and that the phone quote is going to be within that amount that was previously appropriated, we could do a motion where the trustees say we deem this to be a public necessity for purposes of combating COVID-19. Um, you know, it's, in, it's essential that our phone system be active so that we can handle emergency services, um, that we can handle um, essential governmental functions, et cetera. We can do that all by motion today, yeah. if that's what you're looking for. Um, I would prefer to put that into a resolution um, and bring that back to the board, but if it's gotta be done today, um, you know, I would take the approach of let's make sure we have the right language in our oral motion. Um, and then move forward, and if the auditor questions it, you know, we'll deal with it at that time. Um, but obviously, the better approach would be to put this into a resolution with all this language in there. I, I can send you, I can send you some verbiage for the resolution. If, Skyler, if you call the phone company and say, hey, I think we're ready to move forward with this, um, is, there, is there some reason that we can't come back at a later meeting then and do all this by resolution he can place the order he's got a PO number yeah we were not going to get the invoice for it is it, as long as somebody can sign for it because I mean they're gonna they're gonna order this equipment so I mean they're gonna want some kind of assurance that we're and this gonna is fall through um, yeah. no no we so I, I got to put my name on a piece of paper have been approved <laughs> and we're asking for more today right so he's got plenty of money to issue a PO number uh, to them and uh, so that's not, that's not when, you say, when you say you're asking for more today you're asking for more today for a PO for your phone yeah be, well no no that, I don't think this was related to the phone I don't know why no no that, that that is the second CARES Act that's, yeah. that's that you're wanting to encumber that or right. appropriate well, it so we can spend it well we're dealing with off of the first one we did was this 240 something thousand that yeah. it's already been done we just 
But we're confusing the what's been legally appropriated and what is now been approved in a PO. They're two different things. The appropriation has to come first. And in this case, we've got enough appropriated at this moment, it appears. And we'll have to appropriate some more to get up to the number that we have. But as it stands right now, there is ample that has been legally appropriated. And there are POs that would cover the expense to buy the phones. So he can execute that today? Yes. Yes. Okay. You approved the $197,000 to the phones as well as the the computer system, the Wi-Fi in the parks, that all makes it justifiable for the COVID money and the PO is already in the system. So we can move on now? Yes. Okay. You all done, Chief? Any questions for the Chief? Do we need to move as to that, though, to provide preliminary approval so that Mr. Miller can sign off on an order? Well, if I'm understanding correctly, you've already approved the PO for the phones. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're good. There's no need to go any further. You can just... No. Okay. No, as long as you three say yes, you agree, you approve it, that's good enough. That's all we need. Thanks, Chief. Chief, they already approved it before. What else are you looking for? I just need their blessing that they agree to this expense for the COVID. Technically, he doesn't even have to do this. No. Because they've already appropriated for him. They've already approved enough PO. But we have it on video and we have it on record in the minutes that for the auditor that the trustees did say that this is a good expense for COVID money. Right. That's all the auditor. I'll just make a motion that we approve the expenditure for the phone because we believe it is an expense that's acceptable to use COVID funds for. Second. And I'll move to amend that motion simply to incorporate by reference the fuller explanation of that that Mr. Desai provided as to why it would be allowable under the CARES Act. Okay. Vote, Mr. James. Well, someone needs to second that. I'll second that. I'll second that. Vote, Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Ms. LaBarbera, aye. That's all I have. Road Superintendent is Tracy Kellens. You're up. Roads, maintenance, recreation items. And the first thing is just a uh, fast update on our projects. As you can tell, uh, when you were coming in today trying to find a place to park, <laughs> they've got our driveway torn up finally. That was the one that was supposed to be done in August. Uh, that is to run uh, fire service back to the building, water, domestic water service back to the building, and a gas line. So they tell me that they're still on schedule. Uh, that schedule says the project is supposed to be done October 31st. There's still a lot of work to be done. So uh, we'll see if that comes in on schedule. Uh, that's a lot of work to do in two months. So, or one month now <clears throat> since September's over. Other than that, uh, Sycamore Road's moving along fine. They're setting grade for curb today. They should be pouring curb on the last section tomorrow and hopefully getting base course of pavement down uh, as early as later this week. So that, that, that road's moving along fine. Those are our two major projects that are still going on. Uh, after that, I would like to ask for a motion to advertise for our Cooper Mill reconstruction. We've been talking about this project. Actually, I looked back and the first time that we uh, talked to the engineer about this was 2015. So this has been long going and we're finally ready to uh, advertise for this and get going on this. So I can get a motion to advertise. I'll make a motion. Do we advertise for the Cooper Mill project? And I will second and note that this project has always been next year, quote unquote, and now it finally is, it sounds like. So that's good. Vote, Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weinman? Aye. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. So I uh, just got a call from a resident uh, from your neighborhood, Mr. LaBarbera, who is talking about stop signs needed at Weatherfield and Brantford Court. I uh, know that is a uh, Weatherfield dead ends in the Brantford. There's no stop signs on any of those corners. I don't have a resolution for this yet. Uh, I also wanted to talk to Chief 
and see what he thought. Uh, we have not had any accidents there, but uh, it is an uncontrolled intersection that uh, they're, they're looking for a stop sign to go on Weatherfield, but I believe if we do that, we actually need to make it a three-way stop uh, because the terminated streets need to stop as well as the, uh, the main street that comes into it. So I uh, just want to get your take on that uh, before I bring forward a resolution. To uh, do that, is, is that something simply within our control to do, or do we have to do any sort of studies or anything such as that? We, we do not have to do any studies. Okay. No. I, I'm very familiar if, with if that it's intersection. It's necessary. Usually the way we do it, I talk to Chief, I would talk to Lieutenant Tar. we would bring it to you. Yeah. It is an uncontrolled intersection, yeah. one of the very few, if not the only one that we have that has no kind of mm -hmm. control device on it. But there's no yield sign or anything there. There's nothing there. there. And so, there are young kids in the neighborhood. That yeah. And I think there's, from what the neighbors are saying, there's more and more young kids on well, there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them. Yes. yes. I think it's a good idea. So I'll, I'll, I'll try to get a resolution together for Thursday night for that. Very good. And in the same system, uh, I got a call late yesterday afternoon. I haven't had a chance to talk to Chief about this either, but uh, I had a request for no parking on Woodlawn, on one side of Woodlawn from Beach East. You know, Woodlawn's a narrow road. Mm -hmm. There's... Uh, ditches on both sides. Now people are parking with one tire off the road, one on and across the street from each other. So there's no way. The road? Yeah, no, there's no way you'd be able to get safety vehicles down that They're street. They're not supposed to be on the side of the hydrants. So uh, I'll be looking to uh, bring a resolution to, for that also Thursday night. Uh, to put the parking fire lane on the side of the hydrants. Have you had any uh, conversation with any of the residents on that? I have not. Okay. Only the gentleman that called. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a bad area. Mm -hmm. It's very bad. The streets are very narrow yep. without anybody parked on both sides of it. Anytime, anytime the parking situation is causing people to left the center, it, it's, it could be a safety issue for us. So in your packets, uh, you received uh, some documents about Reading Road property. Uh, some of you may remember, this has been several years, we had a, uh, a uh, resident who was bound in a wheelchair that could not get up and down Reading Road there from Chaucer. They approached us, I talked to them, then I talked to the state. Uh, the resident also talked to the state and this project has finally come to pass. They're looking to put sidewalks in from, uh, I believe it was Sunny, Sunnybrook, if I'm not mistaken, all the way to 126. So we have property there. All they need from us is a temporary easement. It's just like the, when we're doing an LPA project with ODOT, we have to go out and get easements uh there's a, a minimum amount you know they have to offer you uh fair market value for your easement i, I believe you received all that paperwork mm -hmm. and showed you what the fair market value is the minimum that they can offer is 300 dollars. i would say that we would donate this uh you know it's basically one of our residents we're the ones that try to start this project uh, so really all we need is, uh, we, we've got the paperwork uh, that's made out with Ray's signature on it to sign. And I uh, just want to make sure that you're good with a donation. We have a donation letter that I believe you saw yes. in the packet that was included there. I think this is a great project that really needs to be done. I agree with you on that, Tracy. Um, I, I would make a motion that we uh, grant a temporary easement for the Reading Road uh, sidewalk project and uh, that we donate the, uh, the easement. I'll second um, that. Yeah. Discussion? Yeah. Well, and, and just to note, to be clear as to what Mr. Kellum said, the minimum they have to offer is 300 and in fact that is what they offered was 300 as the fair market value. So that's the value we're looking at here Correct. based on that. But I believe if you look, I believe the actual analysis was, uh, 
I mean, it's fifty something dollars, I think. So they offer you three hundred because right. that, that's the minimum that they offer. Let's, let's make this happen. Okay, vote, Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Wheatley. Aye. Mr. LaBarbera. Aye. The only other thing that I have, unless you have any other questions, is... Uh, uh, I have a question. Uh, I, we mentioned, I mentioned last meeting about the uh, house we own on Orchard, and we're renting it for 700 and there's another house for rent there. I don't know if she's rented it yet or not for 1900 and another 2300 a month. And I was just saying that we should probably get fair market value if we're going to rent the property, and you were, you were going to look into that or make some inquiry. Yes. Uh, I did not look into the actual lease yet. I'm sorry, I, I didn't get around to that. We are uh, running it for 750. 750. I will tell you that we would have to do a lot of work on these houses to get fair market value. If you're talking about 15 or to 16, 1700 for fair market value, these houses are old. Their original condition, you know. Kitchens, bathrooms have not been replaced. Nothing has been done. They're very basic. Uh, but I will check those leases. I apologize for not doing that. No, no, that's fine. We, we maybe we can boost them up a little bit to a thousand or something. It would be. Uh, we can look into that. see what the leases. Yeah, yeah, the next go round. I would say because I'm sure some of them will go month to month. But at the same time, you know, uh, these aren't something that we have a long range forecast for. I would, would not want to really put a ton of money into these. Okay. But we we have put thousands of dollars into repairing the furnace in one of them, didn't we, a few years ago? Yes. And, and we are effectively, by being a landlord at below market rents, driving down home values for everyone else on that street and doing it. So if we can do something to remedy that, it would be good. Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not. I, I don't think mm -hmm. we're affecting the values of the houses over there. But I'm not sure either I about that. But I will say this: the the uh, the ones that are renting for a higher. I know. I think maybe the ninth house from uh, from from uh, the restaurant. I believe is uh, they had all, everything done in that house: new windows, new kitchen, mm -hmm. new roof, new everything. And uh, so I would expect they'd get considerably more for that than than. Mm -hmm. uh, for the for the house we own there, which is number six and seven, I think two six two six and seven. Well, twenty three hundred is a considerable difference from seven hundred. <coughs> okay. Twenty three hundred. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm told. <laughs> that's a lot of money. I know. <laughs> I know. People want to live in the township, hey? Yeah, right. and in the school district. So the other thing I have, uh, I, I sent you gentlemen an email last night. I just wanted to put it on the record. As you know, my contract ends at the end of this year, December 31st. And as stated in my contract, I have to notify the board if I desire to extend my appointment uh, with the township so we can discuss it within the last 90-day period of the year. I do desire to extend my employment, uh, as I told you in the email, and I hope you uh, desire for me to stay. So it's basically just the notification required that uh, I would like to stay longer. So eight years isn't enough. And you, you <laughs> got it for punishment. And you received my email that yes, I support you. you. I support you. Yep. Yes. I appreciate that. So that's all I have, unless you have any other questions. Skyler Miller is our planning and zoning supervisor. What do you have, Skyler? Sir, uh, I'm actually happy to report the uh, the resolution that's on the agenda uh, for today is no longer required. Uh, uh, the uh, the property owner and tenant uh, have have resolved the matter, so we don't don't need a resolution declaring any properties a nuisance this time around. Um, we do, of course, have our um, our public hearing uh, for, uh, for for our, um, uh, our zoning case on Thursday night. So uh, look look for your emails later today for for the updated staff report. Uh, the applicant has submitted a uh, uh, an updated site plan uh, that's that's actually um, taken into account the the comments from the from the zoning commission. So. Uh, I'll be forwarding that information to you later today. Which project is that? Uh, that's the Shell gas station. Uh, I, I don't have the address in front of me, but on it's, on, it's on Fields Hurdle Road. Okay. 
<clears throat> yep. So again, there's been some improvements to that proposal. Anything else? Uh, nope. Uh, I, I've spent a lot of time uh, this week and last uh, uh, putting those numbers together for, uh, for for Chief. So, uh, like I said, we you know, we've got more things to talk about uh, later this week. But I'm I'm good for today. Question for you. Yes, sir. It's been relatively short since then, but the uh, proposal for the townhomes on Montgomery Road, where the open house occurred. Have you heard anything else from the developer about that? Uh, there, I, I believe there's there's still an intent to uh, to submit an application for zone change and uh, and PUD that has not come in yet. So, um, and until such time, I, I don't have any updated info. And, and related question about that for Mr. Kellens. I don't remember if we talked about this in a meeting before. One of the concerns some of the residents had expressed in that area about that to me was the people who live off of Glenover behind All Saints have a bit of a bottleneck getting out of their neighborhood and it's difficult to make turns there in the morning they said what with the school and all the traffic on Montgomery Road some of them have suggested there should be a traffic light there that's a state highway though that is correct what is the process involved in even trying to make that happen if if that were to start yeah that would be all up to the state we would contact the state uh, they would do a traffic study which would include amount you know Average daily traffic on Montgomery Road, including turn uh, turn counts coming out of going into Glenover. I can tell you on a state highway with a light being just up the street at Finley, that's going to be very tough mm -hmm. to get. Not to mention they're going to they're going to be doing this during COVID, and the intersection of Montgomery and uh, Ronald Reagan is being uh, totally torn up, so people are yeah. avoiding that area. So the, mm -hmm. the warrants probably wouldn't even exist. They wouldn't meet warrant requirements. Yeah. Right yeah. Well, I mean, we, we can contact the state if, if you wish. But no, I, I just wanted to know the process right yeah. now. I think other people may not know and would want to hear, so we can sure. direct them to your brilliant remarks in the meeting here so they can just watch it for themselves. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. It, would take, it would take a good while, wouldn't it, though, after they would come in and do a survey. It would take to go through the all the uh, paper process to, to get them to come out here in the first place. Oh, yeah. And so it, it's all going to change anyway when the round, when that whole roundabout yeah, gets... Yeah, when that roundabout changes, it's, it's going to change. Because, mm. uh, like, like Mr. Weedman said, traffic counts right now are down anyway. Oh, it's incredible. You know, it's, when it's, you go down to you know, look at Kenwood Road every day, you know, we used to backed up in front of here, you know, Every day at lunch and, and every night, there's, there's not much traffic. You're, you are not going to get favorable traffic counts anywhere right now. Thank you. Any other? Mr. Deepak Desai is our lawyer. Nothing Mr. to report Mr. Desai. Today. Thank you. I have a question for you that uh, someone asked me about, and I figured I'd pass it on to you because this may be a concern. Uh, if a township such as us were to have reason to seek the removal of a member of the Board of Zoning Appeals or Zoning Commission, what is the process for doing that and what does it entail? Offhand, I don't know, but I would suspect it follows the normal procedure you see in all local governments where the legislative authority has the power by a majority to appoint those members. Um, I can take a look at that and report back to you on October 1st. Yeah, I, I, if you would, I'd appreciate it. I know Revised Code 519.04 governs the Zoning Commission and BZA uh, by reference from another statute and says that members shall be removable for non-performance of duty, misconduct in office, or other cause by the board upon written charges being filed. I'd, I'd like to know more about that process since someone has asked me about it. So if you could report to us, I'd appreciate that. I'll get back to you on Thursday. Thank you. We had the situation before with uh, one of our zoning board members and uh, I believe it required a uh, public hearing that, that's what I understand. I'd just like to know more about the process. I assume that then allows for people to be questioned under oath and so forth. So, well, I'd like to know the process. So, thanks. It wasn't that many years ago when uh, another member was removed, and it was just a, a discussion among the, the trustees. And in fact, uh, Dick Kent went and notified the man that he was no longer required to come to yeah, meetings. I think it's, uh, if their term is up, then that's acceptable to do. But if their term is not up, then I believe it requires a public hearing by statute. Right. Okay. Sort of a de facto impeachment, I think, is what it would be. Yeah. So we can 
we can learn what you find, Mr. Desai. Thank you. Thank you. Anything else for the uh, law director? Nothing. Our administrator, Mr. Ray Warwick. Ray, uh, Ray's father passed away on Sunday, and uh, I want to express my deepest sympathy. If there's anything we can do, I can do to help, please don't hesitate and know that you and our, my family is in your in your prayers. We're in our, you are in our prayers. Thank you. Thank you. My deepest sympathy. In your packet, you've got uh, a few POs. I'm going to go over them one by one, if you don't mind. The first one is the 8666B, as in boy. This is the one I've been, we've been talking about. This is, uh, uh, we're asking for a, an additional 100, we're asking for $133,159.71 for this particular PO, which uh, follows along with the, the uh, COVID money and uh, there is sufficient legal uh, appropriation available to execute this PO. Motion to approve. I'll second. I'm sorry, what was the number of this one again? 8666B is employed. Okay. Okay, for any questions, any discussion, vote. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weaver. Aye. Mr. LaBarbera. Aye. The next PO is 8676. This is uh, payable to the Sycamore Board of Education. The total amount is $88,450.85. It's drawn from two different uh, uh, TIF areas. And unfortunately, the, the first one listed there, 29A01KA, uh, we do not have enough appropriated to cover the 37509.72. The second portion of it, out of 44A01KW, we do have sufficient appropriations to cover that amount. So um, I think this is an issue um, that we would ask to uh, have approval and sign the certification, knowing that one of the areas uh, doesn't have enough appropriated at this time. So, how do we remedy that? We can't spend money we have not appropriated. So, yeah, how do we, we have go about to appropriate some more? And does that require a motion or a resolution for appropriation? Well, I think that this particular one is uh, one of the line items in the uh, overall TIF, and I, I don't. I'd have to look if there's enough in the overall TIF that we can move within it. Uh, then we don't we don't have to ask you for anything. However, if we just need to, to up the appropriation, we'd have to come back to you with a resolution. So you're going to allocate the expenditure from one TIF, not from both, or you're going to? Well, I think what we need to do is just uh, increase the appropriation on that 29A01KA and, and then uh, bring it back. Well, that would be my suggestion. Anyway. I, I, did you have something else to add, Tom? So, Ray, are you suggesting you're going to bring that back to us to do, or do you want action right now? No, I'm going to bring it back to you. Okay. Unless you want to take action. You do. Well, I think it would be better if you can bring it back on Thursday. That would be great. Yeah, if we can appropriate the money properly, legally, then we can approve this. But I'm not going to vote to approve it before then. But I'm confused because, Mr. Porter, you signed off on here that the money has been lawfully appropriated or authorized or directed for such purpose already. Is, is that, is Mr. Wart wrong or? Um, typically what's done with these things, we, we have a, uh, uh, a year-end uh, adjustment on these things. We have the money, there is money there too. Well, I know we have money, but we have to appropriate it to spend it legally. Okay, well let's wait and do that then. Whatever you want to do. I mean, you're just holding back the money from the schools is what you're doing. So well, we'll be spending on a technicality. We'll Sounds take like, care of it. Okay. Sounds like we'll take care of it Thursday. But okay. Yeah. But. The next one is PO number 8677. This is for Deer Park Community City Schools. And uh, the amount is 279777 and 21 cents. And it's drawn from four 
uh, TIF funds, and we they are all adequately uh, appropriated. So we need a motion to approve. Second. Vote, uh, Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. LaBarbera. Aye. The next one is PO 8678. This is uh, for Princeton City Schools, and the total is 231, 591, and 40 cents. Unfortunately, on this one also, the first two TIF lines, 45A01KW and 33A01, uh, those do not have enough funds appropriated. So you'll bring that back on Thursday as well? Sure. Thank you. Can we work on making, the, making sure that we don't have this problem in the future? I think we could. Thank you. Um, the next one is 8679 for Indian Hill Exempted Village School District, and this is uh, the big one, 2379530 and 71 cents. And this one also has two TIF areas where we just don't have enough appropriated. We don't have enough in 26A01KW, and we don't have enough in 43A01KW. The rest are okay. I can bring this back okay. Thursday. Right. Okay, Mr. Poor, let's let's correct these. Thank you. We, we do, of course, just to be clear, have all the money we need to pay these amounts. It's a question of the appropriation. Right. Right. There, to, there are no it's following what the way we're supposed to be doing it. Right. Okay. Thank you. Instead of cleaning it up at year end. Um, the next is eighty-six eight zero. This is for Great Oaks Career Campuses. And the amount is twenty-three thousand one seventy-one and thirty-seven cents, and we have uh, sufficient appropriation in all four of the tips. Motion to approve. Second. Vote, uh, Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. LeBarber. Aye. The last one is uh, PO eight six eight one. This is for the Keller Road uh, East Sid. Um, and the amount is ninety-six thousand five sixty-five and twenty-one cents, and we do have enough appropriated. Motion to approve. Second. Vote, Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. LaBarbera. Aye. And the only other thing I stuck in the packet is the state of Ohio guidelines for celebrating Halloween. Um, I don't know what the board typically does about setting the hours for Sycamore Township and I just wanted to bring your attention into your attention that the state is uh, has some just suggestions about how to trick-or-treat we, we do normally set the uh, the day and the time in this case October 31st falls on Saturday um, uh, from 6 and I think we normally go from 6 to 8 6 to 8 um, I would um, uh, there, there are a little bit of conflicting conflicting um, uh, differences between the state of Ohio and the CDC as in looking through both of them. Um, I would be of the opinion that we should yield to the better judgment of our of our citizens. I think they're smart enough to know whether they uh, would like to participate or not participate. It may be good for us on our website to suggest that we put a, uh, uh, a note on there suggesting that if you want to participate, you keep your, your, your porch light on and if you don't, you would keep your porch light off that evening so people would know the difference and um, uh, you know there's suggestions of things like uh, uh, not putting bowls of, of, uh, of candy out for people to grab uh, rather uh, taking it out I mean if you had a rubber glove you could take it out of a bag and make everybody comfortable and happy with what's going on um, I, I just think we need to yield to uh, to our better judgment on this situation and uh, for those that want to participate and feel comfortable sending their kids out or for that matter having kids come to their house I think it's uh, it's just fine, and for those who choose not to participate, that's fine as well. I heard just the opposite, where the they were recommending on the uh, COVID call last Tuesday that we had with the the county was to put the, you can put the bowl of candy out rather than than touch it if you and you should sanitize even the candy wrappers. It really got detailed, so uh, I like the idea of like you said leave it up to the residents and hopefully that everybody has good sense and maybe we'll get more information on this before October 31st. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, just let me just address that. I think the bowl situation, as I referred to, may have come from the CDC and their suggestion was we don't want 52 hands in this bowl. 
because that spreads the disease. And so they, they prefer not to have a bowl. And uh, it's, it's no different than I would say if you look to, if you go to any buffet restaurant, they don't exist anymore because mm -hmm. they don't want people touching the, the, the serving spoon and the next guy touching the serving spoon. And so the whole purpose of that is to eliminate the extra touches. And it's better to have a rubber glove, take it out of a M&M bag and put the M&M M&M's in their bag, and so that was the suggestion by the CDC, I believe. So okay. I'm not sure where where that came from, but uh, uh, on the uh, call yesterday. But the fact of the matter is that I think that was their objective: is to avoid multiple hands touching things exactly. uh, through the process. I, I don't think we need to micromanage Halloween for anyone anyway. Absolutely not. Anyway. Yeah. Absolutely not. They, they, I think it's a good suggestion. Yeah. I think you know, don't put a bowl out. I think yeah. that's great. Don't lick the wrappers and so forth, but otherwise, you know, abide by health guidelines as best as you can and have fun, certainly. Do we need to actually move to set the hours or is that something the township um, has I done? Think we nor I think we normally have, so I will move that we, uh, we, uh, we uh, call for Halloween on October 31st, which is a Saturday and that we uh, run those hours between 6 o'clock and 8 o'clock. Second. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just, let me just add before we... And, and, and that, that I think is established by the county too. I think the county said that too. Uh, no, because each, each community has a different, could potentially, when October 31st doesn't necessarily fall on a Saturday, I'm sure everyone this year... Yeah, yeah, this year, yeah. But when sometimes they, they have, a, they might move it ahead of day or they, they have their own <coughs> options right, to do yeah. both Everybody day and can time. have what they want to do. Um, I, I think, um, we should also uh, put on the website that you know an explanation to all our residents exactly what we're doing here so that they understand that you know in the best interest of everybody we we're yielding to their better judgment and uh, and maybe i think i think it's a good suggestion to if you don't want to participate you can let people know by just not having your porch light on and if you do want to participate you can put mm -hmm. your porch light on so people so people know and otherwise you walk past your house without knocking on your door mm -hmm. hi i got one question in the past the police and the fire vehicles always went out and passed out candy what's your stance on that what do you want to do on that are you comfortable doing that uh, it's not it's not too much of a problem for us I mean we just people are coming we hand it to them but there's a contact issue there you know yeah. I don't know if that's something that that you want to continue that or if you want to just post I'd that. like to continue it I think I think they I think all the residents uh, really enjoy seeing the trucks and, mm -hmm. and uh, appreciate the, the the candy um, that might I might suggest that we just wear rubber gloves so that people feel comfortable with yeah them. we can do that yeah and I agree as well. That might be where the kids get most of their candy anymore. That's true. <laughs> and that's always a big deal for the kids. You anyway. guys always give out the good stuff. stuff. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. So we need to vote on the motion. No, we, we don't need to do that. We don't need that. You, you can if you want. But well, no, we had a motion. We a motion to second. Oh, I have not vote on that. Okay. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. LeBarbera? Aye. I have nothing else. Hi, Mr. Wilmick. Fiscal uh, Officer Rob Porter, you're up. I have nothing. Nothing? And we'll go Wait, to... So we, okay, so we have no additional receipts or expenses since the last meeting, or we'll cover that Thursday? We're going to do that Thursday. Okay. I, I, I do have a question simply because the elephant in the room here is a letter went out to virtually all the residents in the township from a, a, an individual with a bunch of other people signing it here with a big bold headline on it that says Sycamore Township finances in jeopardy and I just want to confirm with you as our fiscal officer are our finances in jeopardy they are not and you. Uh, I uh, you know I, I think we've talked about that before I back in an early meeting mr. Uh, Warwick said something about a ten million dollar hit to our uh, reserves and I objected to that immediately and uh, then that was backed off on. But no, they are not in jeopardy at all. And I, you know, I don't know where all this is coming from, but that's the ten million dollar. The ten million dollars I was talking about was what was published in our budget at that time, and I made it clear that that was not something that was going to happen. And since then, we have redone, for the most part, um, uh, the budget um, and. Uh, that performance will there'll be no loss very good thank you for clarifying our yeah. finances are not in jeopardy I'm hearing from some people who seem very concerned that they are and that their taxes are going up and you as our fiscal officer have confirmed they are not in jeopardy so thank you. you are confirming that is that correct that our taxes are not going up we're not in financial well I have nothing trouble. to do with the taxes that's well, you guys but you're saying that we are not in financial trouble is that no correct? I've, I've always said that we're very well off 
And, it, it, any, and anyone who suggests otherwise is, uh, you know, just not looking at the facts. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Anything else, Mr. Porter? Announcement changes. There's one listed. Uh, record uh, commission meeting, Tuesday, October 13th, immediately following the trustees workshop meeting right here in the administration building, 8540 Kenwood Road. Uh, I'm gonna make a motion now to adjourn to executive session with Law Director Deepak Desai to discuss employment of a public employee as permitted by uh, Ohio Revised Code 121-22. Second. If uh, we could just amend that um, also to discuss uh, pending litigation. Okay, discuss employment, okay. I'll make it a pending litigation. So, okay, and I'll second that amendment. Okay, so we're just, we're, want me to read the, I'll make a motion to adjourn to an into executive session with Law Director Deepak decide to discuss employment of a public employee as permitted by Ohio Revised Code Section 121-22 and also pending litigation. Do we have a second? Second. Vote, uh, Mr. James. We need Chief to come along for this one, too. Well, I'm going to announce okay. this. Yes. Aye. Mr. Warwick, Mr. LeBarber, and I'm inviting to this meeting our administrator, uh, Mr. Warwick, three trustees, Tracy Kellams. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't vote on this. I think he voted. Yeah, I didn't vote. I'm going to vote aye as well. Okay, and I'll vote aye also. And uh, fiscal officer, uh, Rob Porter, Chief Penny, and um, Chief Cooper. Oh, you can, Chief, okay. Assistant Chief Cooper, also invited. And uh, the time is 10.09. And we are, we are leaving the meeting at this point. See if it goes to There's no report out at all, right? <coughs> no report out on either copy. No. No. Yeah. He's notified? He gave me a thumbs up. Good morning. We are back in regular session. The time is 11.45. Do we have a motion to adjourn? Motion. Second? Second. All in favor, say aye. 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 Stay safe. Stay healthy. <laughs>